There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket-buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to your favorite game, concert, or show and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you are getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot marks great deals, yellow dot good deals, and red dot not so good deals. Use promo code ACAA at checkout to receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for? The promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. Since we started the show, we get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. The answer is my bookie. Between their live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks in the sports book business, they've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. They're hooking our listeners up all month. Visit mybookie.ag and use the promo code READY, R-E-A-D-Y, when creating your account to claim your 50% bonus, laying down $100, You've now got an extra $50 in play. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G, promo code READY. You play, you win, you get paid. Neil the rebound. Kevin Alley brings it up. Throws it across. Miller for three. Over the rebound for his ninth. 18 points, nine rebounds, six oh. assists. From oh, oh, oh the chicken! Double time! Miles Turner! Yeah! Welcome to the NBA, my friend! Turner sets the screen. Oh, Whoa. oh, oh, oh no! Oh, no. Right Don't let him throw it down like that! Victor on the deep Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Born Ready to Pod Podcast. Welcome to episode 46 of the Born Ready to Pod podcast. My name is Chris Cook. Sitting next to me as always, Jake Light and Eric Hawk. Welcome back. It's been a long ride. Jake just touched me in the foot trying to play footsies with me under the table. I'm sorry. A little behind the scenes. What have you been up to, Jake? I feel like we need to hear from you. Uh, not not a lot, really. I uh, just got done with uh, a little bit of spring basketball, so basketball's over with until the summer. Um, oh, just boring. doing some teaching stuff. <laughs> All right, that's and, enough. And uh, just working on the old master's degree. Other than that, I'm just hanging. So you're living an exciting, jubilant life. Yeah, I had a nice weekend. Had our 10th year, 10-year uh, anniversary, I should say. Great to catch up. Great yeah. to catch up, and I think everybody had a good time. So. Do you feel old now, both of you? 
I feel as young as ever, honestly. Really? It was nice seeing some of those people we haven't seen, and of course we had some buddies we hang out with a lot, so um, it was just nice to catch up, and uh, no one's a millionaire yet, so I'm not too far behind, yeah. but everyone's, you know, good, having a good time. Looking I just good. turned 27 on Saturday, yep. you guys know this, but yep. I feel like the last, like, three years, I've forgotten how old I was at a certain times. Somebody oh, yeah. had asked me, and I couldn't remember if I was 24, 25, like, no. I would just say stuff, and sometimes I'd be like, wait, I'm not that old. Are you guys there yeah. yet? Or? Well, where I'm at is, it's like, okay, so 28, That's I'm 28 years old, so I, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, watching, like, these guys, like, come up, and they're, like, talking about how old these, like, pitchers are. I'm watching those MLB games. Hey, he's an old pitcher getting ready to make his debut. It's like he's a 27-year-old pitcher, and I'm yeah. like, damn. Yeah, Kawhi know? Leonard's only, like, 27 and a half, 28. Yeah. It's, <laughs> cra- it's crazy, like it's crazy to think It's like he's been in the league forever. About. I know. I was trying to make a – we were making some fantasy baseball trades. I'm like – this guy's, they said the guy's too old. And I'm like, well, how old is he? 27. Dude, what the hell? I'm 28, man. What are you saying? So, yeah, it's just stuff like that. Yeah, it, it catches up to you. And Chris, what about you? I heard you had an eventful weekend. The thing I want to talk about today is, I'm not going to go over the specifics. We discussed those off record, and those are going to stay off record. Of course. The one thing I do want to say is over this weekend, I've learned... And I want to apologize to people I've made fun of. I've learned what the two-day hangover is. Yeah. I didn't think it existed. It comes for us all. I uh, never have gotten it before, but it definitely is a thing. Uh, Sunday and Monday were some of the worst days of my life, some of the darkest times <laughs> of my life. Um, and you know how they're pushing now for like paternity and maternity leave, paid leave. I think that we should legislation should be pushing for hangover days. Yeah, you get like three or four a year, three or four months. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you just get so drunk that you just have to call off work and you still get paid for it. You don't have to use a PTO day. So we'll have to get Alan Patterson on to discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> the logics of that. Bass, what about round ball? Did you guys watch the games? Watch I watched a little round ball. Uh, I I just mostly out of sheer curiosity as to if the Golden State Warriors. Uh, would still be able to uh, put the round ball through the hoop at a high excessive rate uh, without KD, and it turns out yes they can. Can um, and shouldn't shock anybody since the last time they didn't have KD, they broke the all-time regular season win record. But some of our guys like Jason McIntyre seem to have forgotten that. So yeah. Jason McIntyre fucking sucks. <laughs> I'm just gonna come out and say it. I was thinking I had this epiphany last night before bed about how there's so much hate towards these talk shows, but they still get all the you know, the publicity and everyone talks about them. So it's almost like I've come back on the other side of it now. I like the talk shows. I like the ridiculous, like, allegations, comments, because it just gets people going. And at the end of the day, I know some dumbasses at bars. I got some friends that are throwing these outrageous takes at me, and I just don't want to call them a dumbass to their face, but I'm thinking it. Yeah. So I think I I kind of enjoy it. Let's be honest. Twitter's probably the biggest... It sucks. Twitter sucks. But it's probably the biggest (laughs) social media network right now for, like, news and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. By far. And the two things that people do on Twitter the most, they say crazy shit, i.e. Jason McIntyre, or they bitch about stuff. Mm -hmm. So saying like you just said, I mean, they're literally playing to the audience. Yeah. Colin Cowherd, McIntyre, all these douchebags, they're playing (laughs) to the audience. They're saying stupid ass shit. Yeah. And... And People I love are talking about. I can't him. get enough of it now. So I think I've come full you don't circle. know. Like I even remember, we even asked McIntyre, "Do you believe the shit that comes out of your mouth?" Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we know, we know that you know that you don't. 
But we're going to ask you anyway, and he said he believed it. We know he's full of caca. He said, for, listen, there's a couple of these takes I'm going to bring up since we're talking about these, these co-hosts. He said, without KD next year, assuming everybody comes back, everybody else, plus they have money to spend now on the or market. Or Cousins. It, no, Cousins was in this. It was everybody other than KD. He said 48 wins. Now, if you just put this into perspective, Hawk, you mentioned this. This was a great point earlier off air. You said that basically means that he thinks the Warriors would be worse than the Pacers were this year without their best player. Yes. And That's how ridiculous this is. And, I mean, and injuries could happen. Yeah, so, like, he could, could be right, and then he would probably, like, gloat how he was right. But that team fully healthy, there's no way they win no. less than 55. Does he years. forget this team that's playing right now won a title four years ago? I think he does. I think that that's because like you get all these takes about Kawhi Leonard's better than Kobe. All of a sudden, just comes out of nowhere, which I would like to entertain that a little bit. I don't. I was never the biggest Kobe fan. Kawhi is a cold blood killer, but you just get all these like knee jerk reaction takes out of nowhere. Like Kawhi hits one game winner. Is he the best player of the generation? Right. You know, it's shit so like that. Stupid. It's, it's like we're not even at the the conference finals yet. Yeah, it's, it's, everyone just chill out. Right. It's, it's been a great playoffs. Just let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. We don't need the takes every day, but at the same time, it gets me by blood boiling. Yeah. I get fired up. It gets me out of bed. Well, one that was getting me boiling today was on the Colin Cowherd show. God bless him. He was basically saying like he was basically saying who would you who who would you trade? What would you do? Who would you do? That wasn't quite it. But who would you trade? Zion for four. So let's yes. they of course everyone He's so stupid. Now we're getting this you're getting this after the lottery is set. We're, we're gonna be going with the lottery live as we're watching it. But um he was basically saying the Knicks should not trade Zion for anyone other than it was Giannis, James Harden, LeBron, and Kawhi Leonard. Everybody else I mean that those are the only four he doesn't think they could get. He was basically saying AD, and at the end he was he was torn on Giannis. First off, he's an idiot, and he was torn on he's James torn Harden. On Giannis. Giannis, I mean LeBron, that is crazy. no. He was torn on Harden. He was like, I'm gonna regret this. Yeah, he, well, he was initially torn on Giannis. He was like, I'm gonna have to come back to this one. It's like, dude, what are you talking about? And LeBron's 35 years old. Why would you trade? Him for LeBron. Yeah, it, it's just, why would you not trade LeBron for Zion Williamson? Is right there now? anybody on the Pacers you wouldn't trade for Zion other than Oladipo? Because I wouldn't trade Oladipo for him. I just think you got not everybody. So, everybody so there is a there is I'll some sus there. There, there is. But, but I think just any All Star I wouldn't trade for Zion, even right. though I'm high on Zion. Right, and I think I I'm guessing again we're doing this no notes, so I think people like it when we go no notes better. But you know I'm I I've said I am not. 100% sold on Zion and I you know I think we'll talk about that maybe a little draft prospects who we like and stuff like that but um, I, I'm not 100% sold on this guy and to say that you wouldn't take uh, Giannis um, which is initially what he said Giannis over him I mean this that pumped that's, the damn that's I mean that is terrible I mean uh, but that that's just where I stand on it. And people say ridiculous shit all the time, or crap all the time. And uh, especially like Skip, Skip Bayless, uh, he was like, one of us is taking Portland, one of us is taking Golden State. It's like, so you just want us to listen to see which one of you is a dumbass. Yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. Does Portland so, have any chance whatsoever? That's what I was going to say. Let's get to Let's it. preview it now. Let's go. The two matchups, Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. In the West, the Trailblazers versus the Golden State Warriors. In the East, 
The Milwaukee Bucks versus the Toronto Raptors. Hawk, I'll let you start it off talking about the Western Conference matchup. Um, everyone is picking the Warriors, who has a brain, I think. People would like an upset, obviously, so they're trying to talk themselves into it. Lillard and McCollum. I mean, McCollum has really, really impressed me. Probably the rest of the NBA this postseason. That four-overtime game when he was the only one in those first two or three overtimes producing. He willed them to that victory. And just on all the other games, I mean, he played well. He played great. So you have two guys like that. It kind of reminds me of Clay Steph before Kevin Durant, you know. But I just don't think they have the pieces necessarily around. If they get – they'll get one of these first two, and that could be the only one. I could see it maybe going six. But I, I think they were built to beat Denver just because Denver's still really young. That was their yeah. deepest playoff run. Uh, the Blazers, they've been around together for a while. So I say five games. And if Rodney Hood win. puts up 25 points a game or gets around 20, but he's also questionable tonight, isn't he? Or is he's he not questionable. Playing? He's questionable. I am rooting for the Blazers, but I'm expecting a five to six game series. I'll just go with five because you said six. And going back to, like, the games before, we'll talk about that a little bit. People were, like, doubting Steph Curry a little bit. He's never won a finals MVP. He didn't perform up to his standards, I'd say, in some of these games. And then he came back. He didn't score any points in that game six in the first half. He totally dominated. And then he came back and just totally shut everyone up. I love that. He hurt his finger, and he was just throwing up shots, and he was drilling. Yeah, so people make excuses for Steph when he's not playing well, but at the same time, he's still a generational player, one of the best shooters of all time, yada, yada, yada. We've heard it a billion times. And then to go back to Portland, they also, you know, they really showed me something. And Rodney Hood, I mean, is he good? He is. He's good? good. Would you like to have him on the Pacers still? 100%. Yeah, he's – you know, I I will talk Rodney Hood here. I think he's proven that he's a. Uh, I don't. I, I think he's proven that he's a good. I think he would be a great six man off the bench. Uh, I don't think he's a starter per se. Uh, I mean, if we're realistic, if Rodney Hood is one of your best players, you're not a good team. Like I'm not. I'm not overdoing it. But what I'm saying is he ha- he adds length. He adds the ability to shoot. You see now that he is not afraid to take big shots, and. I mean, he can defend pretty damn well. I mean, those are some nice things to come off the bench, and I think he would fit more with what we kind of envisioned for Tyreek to do. And now I don't think we really need a ball handler so much as, you know, because I think Holiday will fill that role. I'd love to have Rodney Hood. And I do I honestly think if they don't have Rodney Hood, they're in some major trouble. Um, they're already in major trouble because they're playing Golden State. But uh, what this comes down to, would you rather have Steph Curry or Damian Lillard? Not on the Pacers, just like in one game, who would you rather have? That's tough. But, but you get where I'm going with it. It's but like, Steph Curry. You'd yeah, probably go Steph answer. Curry. Yeah. And I love Damian Lillard. Love he might be too. my favorite player in the league. And uh, Not on the Pacers, of course. And then um, who would you rather have, Clay Thompson or C.J. McCollum? Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson for the total package. Okay, so now we, we ran into this problem that I didn't even name the two, I mean, two of the best <laughs> players on Golden State. Yeah. And uh, the two best players on, you know, one side is not better than their counterparts on the other. So I just have a hard time. I'm rooting for the Blazers. Uh, but Rodney Hood, Evan Turner, I can't believe I'm going to say this, uh, and Zach Collins, they, they have to be huge because the bench is the only advantage they have. 
Yeah, but I Cantor. Cantor's going to get you eighteen and ten. He, every night I, I'm afraid around. he's going to get negated almost yeah. just uh, from pace of play. You already know what you're getting from. He's right. going to work his ass off, rebound. Now hats off to him. He's done a great job. I mean, he's done a great job since he left the Knicks. What about so. those last? So Evan Turner scored in six games four points, mm-hmm. and then he scored ten points in the fourth quarter of that closeout game. Yeah, <laughs> what yeah. is that? Just an anomaly, or what? What happened there? I think I think what that comes down to is you never know what's going to happen in a game seven. I mean, you literally. Yeah. I mean, you have no clue. I mean, Kobe's Lakers it was they were Kobe's Lakers, and all of a sudden Ron Artest is the one like hitting the big shots. Like mm-hmm. game seven, weird things happen. Uh, people are going to hit shots. People are going to miss shots they normally hit, and that's just what it comes down to. And Evan Turner just made plays down the stretch. He still sucks. Yeah, we don't like him. I no, mean, I but, hate him. But uh, hats have, off to him. You got to tip your cap. Chris, do you give any credit to Rodney Hood whatsoever? No. You still think he's bad? He sucks. <laughs> Just not right. I mean, See, I'm a Duke fan, so I've always kind of liked Rodney Hood, but I never thought he was that great. Did he but go to Duke? He did go yeah, to Duke. I didn't know that. He went to Duke. But, no, I mean, he's just – I'm not saying he's great, but he would fit with what we would want to do. All right, Western Conference – or Eastern, Eastern Conference. Conference. Chris, why don't you start us off? I'll be honest with you. I've watched one quarter of the playoffs. Wow, since, since the, the Pacers, Pacers lost. I don't hate it. So I'm just going to give you my opinion off the top of my head with no substance. I've changed my mind at least five times on who's going to win the East. You were big on the Celtics. East. First, I, let's be honest. So first, I had the Raptors. <laughs> then I went Bucks. Then I went all in on Celtics. So pretty much whichever team I pick here isn't going to win. Yeah. So do you have a prediction? I'm trying to predict which one I would least like to see. And I really, I mean, I just don't care. I don't care enough. I'll just say the Bucks win. Yeah. Okay, they have the I best would, player. I think they're a 60-win team, right? They have arguably the best. I mean, I, arguing who's better between Kawhi and Giannis is pretty ignorant. I mean, it's a toss-up. They're both great. They're going to equal each other out to an extent, points scoring-wise. But I just think with Brogdon coming back, he's going to be a stable of consistency. Lopez, if he gets high, I think the Bucks win in six. I don't think it goes seven. I think... Raptors definitely get the two at home. I think that's going to be their their saving grace. And I don't know. What do you think? Shout think, out George Hill for playing well too. Yeah, yeah I know he's been playing well. Oh, that's typically what people do when they leave the Pacers. Um, DJ Augustine, another example. You know, yeah, just an example yeah. Um, but Kawhi um, Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, I forgot about him. Uh, but I think Hawk hits the nail on the head. Uh, I do think whoever plays better. I'm not saying who scores more, has more to do with assists, rebounds. I mean who plays better on both ends of the court between uh, Leonard and Giannis. That team will have a distinct advantage, obviously. I think this comes down to point guard play because both point guards have been very spotty in the postseason. Um, Kyle Lowry has not been good at stretches. He's been really bad. Uh, Bledsoe has little to no playoff experience. So whoever plays better out of those guys, I think, will be the X factor. And then I'm just interested to see the Pascal Siakam and uh, uh, Chris Middleton. uh, You know, who's going to – I mean, that is going to be – whoever scores more out of those two, I think, gives their team a distinct advantage. This game – I think this is the best series. Um, I believe that's – this is – these are the two teams I had coming out of this. Um, and I'm going to go with the Bucks. I, I do think Giannis is going to outplay Kawhi. Yep. And I I would take either of them. That's not an indictment on Kawhi, but I just think I just think Giannis has a little more gas in the tank right now. 
Yeah, and going back, the Bucks, the way they responded after blowing that first game, and they just came out and they locked it down defensively. I mean, you can say something. Kyrie definitely had three of the worst games ever. The best is I think he went six for or seven for twenty three or something. He said he'll never do that again, and he went and like he went six for twenty four. Yeah. yeah, the next game, which was hilarious. Uh, I love Kyrie imploding and people turning in on him in Boston. I think it's hilarious. Speaking of Boston, we have a topic coming up about that too. I, can I bring one thing yeah, up and kind of tie this all back to the Pacers? Hold on. Can, yeah, yeah. go ahead. I want to make my point got. about the yeah. poll question about the conference finals, Good unless point. your point is more important than my point at this point in time. <laughs> the point of my point is the Pacers, so let's let that be the last thing. Go ahead. All right, so we uh, asked on Twitter who people thought were going to win the conference finals matchups. Warriors Blazers. Right now, the Warriors, 64% pick them, 36% pick the Blazers. 107 votes after an hour. And in the East, we have 66% have picked the Bucks, 34% Raptors. So, yeah. So, pretty much the same for both. Majority of people say. We're going chalk here. Finals. Warriors versus Bucks. Okay, now make your point. Um, I think this is going to be the key for. I think we're going to break down a little Pacers offseason talk here. Um, but the these four teams in particular, they are the model for what the Pacers should do, um, and they they've done it all a little a little differently. Okay, so each of these teams, all four teams, have made draft great well. draft great draft picks. Um, uh, you you have Demar Derozan, okay, who I realize is not on the team. I'm not an idiot, but you use Demar Derozan. You got him a little later than he was expected to go. Great scouting. You turn him into Kawhi Leonard, who obviously went later than he should have went, and we drafted him and didn't keep him. Um, and on that team, Pascal Siakam, um, Mark Gasol. Now, th- I mean, you're just you're putting a lot of talent. Kyle Lowry. Th- these are not high picks. Okay, they're good players now, but they were not high picks when they were picked. Uh, Golden State, Steph Curry went way – I mean, he went like eight or nine. Uh, uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green wasn't even a first-round pick, um, not really counting Boogie Cousins. But um, Sean Livingston, he was a high pick. He just picked off the scrap heap. Andre Iguodala went late. Those are key pieces there. Portland, you get Damian Lillard, fifth overall pick. You go for McCollum, uh, Josef Nurkic. I mean, he's not there anymore, I get it, but even guys like Cantor, who you grab off the scrap heap, I mean, they've just done such a Giannis, Chris Middleton coming from nowhere. My point is, these teams have found people that fit what they want to do, and they've turned out to be better than uh, than what was expected, and... I have some serious doubts based on the recent past whether or not Kevin Pritchard can deliver on that. Yeah. And so basically what I'm saying is if you believe in Pritchard, I think, you know, Pritchard might only have a couple years left to prove what he can do. So you're these they draft well, <laughs> they formulate a plan, yeah. and then they have the balls to go out and make like a, a some kind of deadline move that's impactful. And, yes. yeah, and, like Marc Gasol, yeah. or Brooke Lopez, sign Eric Bledsoe to the extension. We're not scared of yeah. that. Yeah, Cra- uh, just grabbing people. I mean, Brooke Lopez was grabbing off the scrap heap. Yeah. I mean, Enos Cantor, same thing. Now, I do think, my, uh, I guess my point here is when when they make mistakes or when, when they, they have an opportunity to go for it, they go for it. And Philly did the same thing. Um, yeah. Obviously, they had higher picks and whatnot, but 
they Philly went probably it. did it the most. They just went for it. Yeah, they just went for it, and they were one crazy shot away from yeah. being where the Toronto Raptors are. So I think uh, as Pacer fans listen to this, my point is not that Kevin Pritchard cannot make these moves. My point is he has not made these moves yet. The only thing he's done of note is grab us Victor Oladipo and Demonis Sabonis, and we haven't won a playoff series. Like, I love those guys. I think we can win with them. But I'm starting to get to the point where we need to push our chips in because these teams have great wing players. It's another reason why I'm not sure Zion's going to be that great because he's not a traditional wing guy. Like, maybe he could be. I'm not going to put him in a box, but he is not a traditional wing guy. That's what wins in the league now. Kevin Durant, Kawhi, Giannis, those guys are traditional wing guys. Blazers don't have that, and I think we could all say that is the worst team left. Yeah, I mean they got a stud point guard, but that's about it. So I just think we need to figure it out. If we if it if it takes getting Sabonis, I don't want to trade Sabonis. He's a walking double double. But if I could go get some a wing player that we could build around him, that wing player plus an Oladipo, go make moves, make something happen, get better point guards. If if uh, New Orleans Pelicans called and said. Uh, so bonus in our first round pick for Drew Holiday. What do you say, Chris? Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I'd probably say yes. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Like, Because Drew would fit our system. He so. would fit perfectly. We need a point guard. Yeah. It's like this stuff should not be hard. Like that's a phone call that should be made. The Pelicans should want to drop him for cash. I mean, not drop him, but that should be a deal they'd be interested in. Like we are going to have to start making moves, and I'm tired of being the conservative Indiana team. That's my that's my yeah, spiel. That's what I've been thinking about for weeks. I just think we need to You might have time. seen more of that if Victor didn't go get injured. I right. think we kind of just like we're gonna see sign with the Matthews and right. then we're just gonna kick this year. Like whatever right. happens, happens. We're we're fine with it. So hopefully you're hundred percent right. He needs to make some of those bigger moves and I just it comes down to just having balls. I mean Elton Brand put his chips on the table. It didn't work, but you know he's gonna do it again. Uh, whatever the GM of the the Raptors, Masare or yeah, whatever, whatever his name is, he's he's done it all year. He just keeps trying to get this team better and better because the goal is a championship. Yeah, and know? I think the off seasons where you throw it all on the yeah. table and say this is it, you go get Kawhi Leonard. Okay, he Kawhi Leonard's probably not even going to re-sign there. Like the odds of him re-signing there are not in the Toronto Raptors' favor, according to Odd Shark, which we'll get to later. Um, but, um, I mean, you got to go get these guys. It takes balls to make some of these moves, and you got to have the balls to do it. Yep. I'm not sure we got them. Anything else about round ball? Um, I'm going to talk about another poll question I had on Twitter today. Perfect. So I'm going to play the sound bite here. Put a, uh, Hold on a second. <laughs> All right, so Terry Rozier yes. went on first take today. Yep. He had some comments at the end of the season about the Celtics uh, sacrificing a role. Pacers are needing to upgrade point guard position this summer. We all can agree. Um, he's not the sexiest name out there. He had a he had a good playoff run with the Celtics last season when Kyrie was hurt, and uh, he's a restricted free agent. So here's what he said today on first take. I'll play the clip, um, and then I'll talk about the poll question we had. And they said to you, we bringing everybody back. Same team. It's going to be exactly the way it was this past year. Do you want to stay in Boston? No, I might, I might, I might have to go. I might have to go. You know, I, I, I put up, I put up with, um, with a lot this year. So, I, I, you know, I, I said what I said after the season. I think we all know that I won't. I'm, I'm not trying to step in into that again. Molly mentioned that one of the best young point guards in the so. league. So. 
How old is Terry Rozier? Uh, he was drafted in 15. So it's, he's going into restricted free agency. So, um, so he is a restricted free agent. So Boston obviously has... Uh, ability to match. Yeah, they have the ability to match his deal. Which, if he gets a pretty big deal and they want to keep Kyrie, there's no reason why they would match it. So today I asked on Twitter... You always see on Twitter now, all these Pacers fans, they're like, we need Kimba, we need Tobias Harris, which I'm not disagreeing with, but let's be real here. What are the odds we sign either of those guys? So I just pulled out a random name that maybe there's a shot on. And I didn't expect to get this many votes in the poll so far. I didn't expect to be this close, but it's very interesting. So now we'll get your guys' takes on after I read what it is, and I'll read some of the comments we got. Question is, based on Terry Rozier's comments and the Pacers potentially moving another direction in the point guard position, they better potentially move, <laughs> would you like the Pacers to offer him a deal this summer? Why or why not? 52% of people say yes, 48% say no, 350 votes. Mm. So it's hovering right around that 50-50 range. And I'll just read some of these comments. Dewan, he says, he's not a good point guard in my opinion. Exciting at times, but he doesn't do it for me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Aris, I always think I say his name wrong, but he says hard pass. Literally said the other guys affected his play, and that's why he struggled. Doesn't match the T's culture. Kevin Pritchard is trying to implement. Also, I'd much rather have Aaron Holiday. Uh, Krager Sports says no because no. Uh, Circle City 21 says rather see what Holiday can do in year two. So a lot of people, 50-50 in the comment sections, yes and no. Uh, a lot of people say, too, if nothing else pans out, they wouldn't mind him as a last resort. So I'll ask you now, would you like Terry Rozier on the Pacers? Let's let's get a price range that we're comfortable with. How much do you think Terry Rozier is going to demand? He turned down a $13 million extension. Okay. For but that- he only averaged nine points this year, didn't play as many minutes. So I don't think his value is going to be anywhere above that number. If you pay over $15 million, I think you're stupid. So I would, yeah, $15 million, Let's say we pay him $15 million, and That's what we're comfortable with. Let's just say it. That's the number. Okay. Yes, I would I would do that for $15 million. All things considered, you're paying $5 million more for Terry Rozier than you were Darren Collison. I think, to me, that's a win a little bit. And at the same time, he's still a little bit unproven. So I can see I can see the hesitation from people. It's, that's why it's 50-50. I mean, it's like it's a crapshoot. It's one of those big bowl moves. You make it, and he turns into a good player. You're a genius. If you do it, you're an idiot. Like you know what I'm saying. And he turns out bad. So for me, I would do it for 15. But that's all things considered. Like there's no a better option. Yes, I I would do 15 million. Here's why. I think somebody – now, there are a couple points I do want to talk about from those comment sections because a couple of things bothered me from what was said. But, um, yes, I pay him $15 million. I would prefer it to be a three-year deal, 15 mil, and then you roll with him. And I, he's not going to be worse than what we have. Um, but what the best part about Terry Rogier is I believe he is a restricted free agent. Correct, Chris? Yes. yes. He's a restricted free agent. So – He's not somebody that you have to go out early and say, he is my top priority. You can go and you can court a Kimball Walker. You can try to court a Tobias Harris, somebody else you want to give the money to. Okay, You can try to make trades. You can try to do different things. Like Terry Rozier, no one is, in my opinion, 
no one's giving him a Tyler Johnson deal. I mean, you know what I mean? No one's giving him that big deal early on. I think teams are starting to learn. So it's a great opportunity for the Pacers to find their guy. Maybe it's Drew Holiday. Maybe it's Kimball Walker. We would all take Kimball Walker over Terry Rozier. So I think realistically, as Chris said, yes, I think Terry Rozier does fit. It does bother me when people say uh, that – Oh, well, he said that the the other players affected his play. Well, let me tell you right now, Kyrie Irving is not a team basketball player. I'm sorry. You can just watch it on the court. He makes people around him worse, not better. That's what he's talking about. He is a point guard that needs the ball in his hands. Kyrie Irving is a better point guard, okay? He needs the ball in his hands. He was literally bastardized in that offense. Like, that's what he's talking about. He's not saying Kyrie Irving made me play bad. He lost opportunities because of Kyrie Irving. Okay, so I think I do think he would fit. He's got that snarky attitude. He's got that blue collarness to him. I think he would be great. There was another comment. I don't think you even read it, where somebody said, no, I wouldn't take him because he's the anti-Darren Collison. That's a glowing positive. And I'm saying, what do you mean you wouldn't take him? Darren Collison, as we pointed out in the last podcast, is one of the, no doubt about it, worst, I think we said six, starting point guards in the NBA. And then the people are like, we want to see Aaron Holiday, we want to see Aaron. I want to see Aaron Holiday too. He's but not ready. Aaron Holiday couldn't crack a point guard rotation that was one of the worst in basketball. Like, do I think we should give him a chance? Absolutely. But he's not close to Terry Rozier right now, realistically. Could he be? Sure, one day. But the thing is, we have to win now. We are in win-now mode with the contracts we have, and we're in trouble if we don't compete in the next three to four years. So figure it out. Yeah, That's my take. Definitely. Chris, what do you think? I mean, I know you're a passionate guy. I mean, you're looking at free agents constantly. What do you think? Not really. <laughs> Just say you, you do. Are. So you seem like you have I mean, more. Stop. Knowledge. You do look at that stuff. You're I constantly. Mean, you've been looking at it you, for hours. You nailed David Harris or David West like three years before we signed him. Like you had like starred him, circled him. Like you know that. If we're going to talk about free agents, why don't we talk about Pritchard's board? Do because you brought this up. Do we still have that? Um, well, the reason why I bring this, the reason why I bring this up is because I'm just sick of Pacers fans getting their expectations up. For, you know, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's not coming to Indiana. Put me on Old Tay's Exposed right now. You listening to this. Put me on Old Tay's Exposed in July if I'm wrong. I am that certain. Jimmy Butler's not coming to the Pacers, all right? I'm sorry. Okay? Kevin Durant's not coming to Pacers. You can do your stupid Kevin Kevin Durant, Indy Durant hashtag. Don't even waste your time. It's a waste of a tweet. Go study. Go do something else. That's a waste of time. Go read the encyclopedia. You're wasting your freaking time. No, I agree a thousand percent. All right? Don't waste your time. You've got to be realistic. This is Indiana. The biggest free agent we've ever signed is David West. Biggest. Biggest free agent we've ever signed is David West. Coming off a huge injury. Coming off of a huge injury. And he originally agreed to a deal with Boston before and then changed his mind. So, let's pump the brakes. I I would love Kimball Walker on the Pacers. Most of the stuff you're going to read is fluff, okay? Remember last Could year we, we saw Mark, Marcus Smart to the Pacers, Aaron Gordon to the Pacers. They're going to say the Pacers have cap room, so they're going to link all these free agents to the Pacers. 99% of it's bullshit, all right? Did we hear anything about the Tyreek Evan news before the signing, really? Or Nothing came Doug out. McDermott? Kyle O'Quinn, that was just literally out of nowhere. Yeah. So you're not going to hear about this stuff, so... That got me all away from my point. But really, I'm just trying to say, be realistic. I think Terry Rozier 
if he's willing to sign, he's a nice young point guard. I'm not saying he's the great. People were saying he sucks at basketball. Well, he's in the NBA, and your ass is probably working at Walmart stocking shelves, okay? So, damn it, I wish you could tell me I suck at basketball and I had his skills. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think he sucks at basketball. I think he'd be embraced. I think too. he's got a good attitude. Uh, do I think he should shut his mouth and not talk like he has been talking? Absolutely. I think that's annoying. I think that's petty. I think Danny Ainge doesn't want to But I think, he, I think he's trying to make it so the Celtics don't match his deal. Yeah, he wants exactly out. What he's so doing. that's exactly what he's doing. You don't go on first take and say that. No. <laughs> Those two personalities and not expect like to come back with open arms. No. So when it's all said and done, I'd have to look at the point guards that are still available. But if you're saying three-year deal – for Terry Rozier versus even a one-year deal, Darren Collison. Three years, $15 million for Rozier. One year, $10 million for Collison. Running it back, give me the three-year 15. I'm not, pl- I'm, not, I'm not playing the same old tune anymore. I'm done playing the same old tune. Darren Collison can go be a backup for two more seasons and retire. He's done. He's washed up. People say, oh, he's part of the 50-40-90 club. Congratulations, Darren Collison. He didn't even make it. He was just barely missing. That was last season. Yeah. They're like, he's just a serviceable point guard. Well, he doesn't take any risks. People are like he doesn't he doesn't have any turnovers. What risks does Darren Collison take? He can't come back. It's better than Corey Joseph running in the backcourt twice in a game. And if Terry Rozier is the only option for us to change the point guard position, we're gonna have to do it. Aaron Holiday is not starting next season. I hate to break it to you guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll get more into free agent talk later because I, I don't even really know who's available. He got me options. fired up. He passed it back to me, so I got fired yeah, up. Yeah, you, you did great there. You did, you did well, let me tell passion. you something. At first, you tried to like stiff me on that because I'm like, you pay attention. No, not really. And then goes on to give probably the best part of our whole <laughs> yeah, so, so like up and down roller coaster of Chris Cook. He's been looking at spreadsheets all day, yes. just like the analyzing, crunching the numbers. I'm still working off hangover day number three here, all right? I'm getting back to my form. Should we talk a little NBA draft? We're saving that we for later that. after the draft lottery results. The draft lottery results are in a half hour. I know, but give, I me, your, give, me, your top, listen, give listen. me your predictions on top five. Predictions on top five? Okay. How the, how the balls bounce. Okay. Suns are going number one. That's all I know. I saw the leaked video. <laughs> Conspiracy guy. Okay. Well, David Stern's not involved in the NBA. So, leaked video, just in case you haven't seen, it was... Let me go to it real quick. Leaked video has stipulated... That it will be Knicks at five, Cavs at four, Bulls at three, Mavs at two, Suns at one. Um, I'm going to say. Let's I, say that's it. Let's say let's going say off that. That's it. Who do the who goes number two? Do you go with Morant and just kind of have them play off Doncic or? No, I think I go R.J. Barrett and let Doncic would you go kind of take over. Kobe White. I mean, you don't really need no. a point guard there. No, I think I think Trade I would back. go. I would try to trade back. Uh, you know what? I might honestly see if the Bulls are willing, would be willing to come up and say, "Hey, you guys, give me uh, maybe one of those big guys like Wendell. Car- you give me Wendell Carter and three, we'll give you two. So you got Wendell Carter, kind of the play with Porzingis. Because there's a report out that the Bulls are interested in John Moran. Yeah, yeah. It, or I'm going to take Jaw basically. Yeah. So um, if that's the case, Cavs I think would go Cam Reddish, uh, Bulls, Jaw Morant. And then Knicks, 
Poor Knicks. Poor Knicks. I don't feel one bit sorry for him. But no, I, I think it'll go in my in my brain the way I see it. I think Bulls at one. Um, I think Suns at two. Uh, Cavs at three and Knicks at four. I'm gonna say Cavs at one just because of the lucky kid. I yeah, heard I mean, about that earlier. Yeah, you're so not that wrong. kid's gonna be there. So we're gonna get Zion and Cleveland. Everyone's gonna love it again. And then from there on else, I think Phoenix picks John Morant, gets their point guard that they've wanted. They desperately, desperately. Yeah. If not, it. you know, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out in about an hour. But So this is what we're going to do. We're going to stop right here real quick, go to Around the Association, then come back after Around the Association with draft results. Perfect. Okay, so so we'll be back ready. in just a second. It's off the Leonard, defended by Simmons. Is this the tagger? That had to have hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I need a new O-ring after that. All right. First up, former Indiana Pacer Kawhi Leonard hits buzzer beater as time Thanks, expires Dick. in Game 7 of the Eastern Conference semifinals. The first Game 7 buzzer beater in NBA history. His 243 points were second most points in a postseason series since Michael Jordan scored 246 in the 1993 NBA Finals, which he did in six games. Pretty damn impressive there. This was the most watched game in NBA history for the country of Canada. Thoughts? They actually, there was actually, because you know how they always show the Jurassic Park. It's always like the saddest thing ever. People have talked about this, but oh, every, yeah, every yeah. time they show the Jurassic Park, everyone's just, just crying in misery. <laughs> but that was like the first time I felt genuinely happy for you know for Canada. Yeah, good for Canada. They deserved one. Um, you know, probably going to be crying this offseason when Kawhi leaves, but let's let them have their run. Um, and I'm going to be interested to see what Siakam can do because I think Kawhi's going to get his. Yeah, he shot 39 times, which is a career high. He had 41 points in that game seven. The definition of put my team on my back. Right. You know, so I think very impressed. And uh, do you have any other thoughts about that? Raptors, we talked about it a little bit already. Yeah, good shot. (laughs) Glad to see him beat crying after the game. That was was awesome. That was worth it. Um, John Beeline. You guys might have heard of him. He leaves Michigan Wolverines to take the Cleveland Cavs job, head coaching job. Beeline coached the Wolverines for 12 seasons and led the team to two Final Fours, four Big Ten titles. This deal is a five-year deal. He says their top lottery pick and Colin Sexton had him interested. He had offers last year. I think it was with Detroit. He inevitably declined that option. But what do you guys think? John Beeline, will he succeed in the NBA? I'm going to say no just because he's not the Cavs. He's got a tough draw. He's got a tough. Go go at it. I think John Beeline is one of the best coaches in America. And uh, I do think he's going to have some success with the Cavs. I think the bottom of the East is weak. Um, It depends on what happens here in the next 30 minutes, obviously. It could be really, really good. could be really, really bad. Um, But I I just believe in John Beeline. I think it's a great move for him. Uh, Obviously, I mean, would you want to – if you're a first-time head coach, would you want to go coach LeBron in L.A. where there's a lot of spotlight on you? Do you want to go to a team where you can put your stamp on it with a bunch of young guys? I think he made the right move. He's got years Um, to grow. He's got years to grow. I think he's probably – if I were to guess, I don't want to put him in a box or anything, but I think he's probably got five – 
six, seven years left max. I would put him in his 70s. He's 61. Uh, oh, so sorry. I thought he was 66. He's a little 66. younger than you think. I'm sorry. I thought I'm pretty I, sure he's 61. I, I that earlier. Yeah, well, I'm I'll sorry. Check. I, for some reason, I thought he was 66. Um, but John Beeline, 100%. He'll be there. He's 66. Okay, so he would be in his 70s uh, when he's you know at the end of that five-year deal. And... I don't know. He wanted to make the jump to the NBA. The guy started from the bottom. Literally, if you look at his coaching resume. Now he's here. Uh, he, now he's here, and he's going to be just fine. Any thoughts on Beeline? Congratulations. You're not a big college basketball guy. So I'm not a big college takes. basketball guy. He might be the best culture coach I've ever, like, like been on the, like, we were on the floor for a, a game when they were playing Purdue, and just the way, like, his players were just Zoned in. Like, zoned in. Even the last part on the bench. Like, they weren't talking. They were all zoned in. They were yelling plays that he was calling. Like, it was incredible. And the city of Cleveland needs that desperately. Yeah. I think it would be really cool to see a guy like R.J. Barrett go there. Um, I think he'd fit perfectly with Colin Sexton, obviously, if Zion is there. But uh, you, know, I almost, you almost don't want... You don't want him to get two because I feel like John Morant should go two. If so. they get Zion, he's going to have a little more hype than he anticipated. He might have like a hotter seat. Yeah. So but I, yeah, I, I, I but if you know if he, if Coach K can get through to Zion, I think John Beeline will be just fine as well. Zion yeah. seems like the type of guy that wants to be coached. So. All right. Next up, former Indiana Pacer and Orlando Magic coach Frank Vogel hired by the Los Angeles Lakers. This is a shock to me. I didn't, didn't even hear his name like. In talks, whatever. Vogel's deal is a three-year deal. Jason Kidd will also join the Lakers as an assistant coaching role. Um, and also there was 20-year-old kids protesting uh, the Lakers front office in front of the Staples Center. What? <laughs> I wanna, let me talk basketball Weaves. first, and then I want Chris to 100% just roast their butts. So, I uh, want to roast uh, Jason McIntyre here as well, so go ahead. Perfect. Okay, yeah, that's awesome. I think from a basketball perspective, <laughs> uh, Frank Vogel makes a lot of sense. Um, I think he's a decent coach. I didn't always agree with his rotations. I thought end-of-game plays weren't great, but now your end-of-game plays give the ball to LeBron. Uh, so I think that kind of uh, fixes some problems. He brings some stability. He also is coached against LeBron a ton, uh, so I think he's going to have LeBron's respect. Uh, the whole reason Tyron Lue, uh, Ty Lue didn't take the job was basically because he didn't want Jason Kidd on staff because it's going to be a, you know as soon as anything goes wrong or LeBron doesn't like Vogel, they're going to jump to Jason Kidd so fast. So hopefully for Frank it works out. I'm a little skeptical as to uh, who would want to coach LeBron James because it doesn't seem like he wants to be coached, unlike Zion. Um, but, yeah, Chris, why don't you talk about that pathetic, pathetic demonstration outside of Staples Center. I think there was like 30 people. And Maybe. Like, they covered it like it was packed house. Yeah. There were 30 people there. They all had the same haircut. They all went out the day before, two days before, and bought a jersey at the thrift store. Uh, they all had these the same accents. This one guy was like, my uncle got to watch Magic Johnson. My old brother watched, went to watch Kobe. What do I get to watch? You have LeBron James and... Like, they want another superstar. It's like, shut the hell up, you entitled prick. Shut the hell up! I wish you were in front of me right now because I punch you square in the face. <laughs> I want to punch that kid in the face. Anybody listening to this right now, if you track that guy now, you ship him here to Indiana, I'm going to punch him in the face. Love the tenacity. Uh, those guys are entitled pricks. I hope LA keeps suffering. Jeannie Buss sucks at her job. All the Buss children suck at their job. Frank Vogel, God bless you, man. 
Uh, you're in for you're in for, <laughs> you're for a roller coaster. You're in for a, you're in for a ride. You're gonna get fired in about a year or two. I hope not. You know, I've always had a love hate relationship with Frank Vogel, mostly hate, but uh, I, I I still would like to see him succeed. And I see guys like Jason McIntyre on Twitter. I don't know why we, we give him so much notoriety, but he just pisses me off so much. I should just block him, but I can't. I just live. You're trapped in the zone. I live for him to piss me off. <laughs> Anyways, he tweets, him and Steven Jackson, former Pacer, who also has some stupid-ass takes, I'll tell you that. They say that uh, Frank Vogel won't get any respect from LeBron or any, anybody in the locker room because he's never played in the NBA. Um, He's also taking a team to back-to-back to Eastern Conference. So, and, then, and then Jason McIntyre says he, the only thing he talks about is Vogel's record in Orlando. doesn't mention anything about the Pacers. Yeah, Orlando was a shitty situation. He was in a bad situation in Orlando. And so these dipshits think that these that Jason Kidd's going to be the guy that they look up to and that's the guy they want as their coach. Well, first of all, Jason McIntyre and Steven Jackson and any of you dumb shits out there. Jason Kidd was coaching the Milwaukee Bucks. Jason Kidd was doing such a bad job, they fired him before the season ends. Think about that right now. Jason Kidd sucked ass so bad, they fired his ass with Giannis, Chris Middleton, everybody that's on the team right now, minus Brooke Lopez. They fired his ass before the end of the season because they said, we can't deal with this anymore. You're such a fucking terrible head coach. You're gone. So just think about that. Who's who's the associate head coach? Can't even remember his name. They said we're gonna we're gonna upgrade this shit Sherlock off the bench. He's gonna be the head coach for the rest of the season. Bucks get the seventh seed. See what works out. Bucks. It was up, the worst name ever. It, it was, was a funny name. It was like the most plain Jane name ever. Bucks end up hiring. While you're looking at that name, Bucks end up hiring a guy named Mike Budenholzer. You guys know who that is? Oh, oh Mike. Yes. Yeah, Mike B. So of course they made a couple. They made they signed Brooke Lopez. That was their biggest offseason move. <laughs> and great, now, great move. And now these this this team first place in the Eastern Conference, best record in the NBA. Oh, and they're playing in the Eastern Conference Finals this weekend. So Mike Budenholzer, Jason Kidd, who would you say the Bucks players respect more? Budenholzer. Okay, that's that's the Joe Prunty. Joe Prunty, there I just is. got it too. Joe Isn't that Prunty. a great name? His ass got fired for a guy named Joe Prunty. He took Celtics to get seven games last year. Yeah, and Joe Prunty took him to seven hey, games. Jason Kidd's win percentage with the Bucks four seventy eight. Joe Prunty. He was terrible with the Nets five sixty eight. Ooh. Prunty, Where's Prunty at? Where's he at these days? He's an assistant somewhere. I've seen his face okay. on the bench somewhere. According to this, he's the leading assistant for the Phoenix Suns. Okay. So, not... <laughs> so, anyways, uh, Jason Kidd, he was terrible with the Nets. You know, the whole spilled drink incident. The only thing he's really known for is a coach because he sucked ass at it. So, Jason McIntyre and all you fools out there, go ahead, fire Frank Vogel, upgrade Jason Kidd, and enjoy the Lakers missing the playoffs again. Maybe they'll be in the lottery next year. They will. What will they happen will. if the Lakers win the lottery tonight? ESPN will just cease to exist. I will. <laughs> Their I, website will freeze because of all the takes. Anyways, that's all I have to say about the subject. So what do you think? Do you think Vogel will succeed in the long run? I hope he does, but I don't think he will. I think he's set up to fail. Why would you hire Jason Kidd as your associate head coach? 
it's kind of like the Ty Lue situation. Yeah. It's it's the same exact thing with uh, David Blatt. Fire him when things are going wrong, and that way you have a scapegoat. That's what Frank Vogel is. When the Lakers suck ass next year and they're under 500 and they get fi- he gets fired in February, that's a scapegoat. Yep. So, there you go. You heard it here first. Breaking news. Vogel, Vogel won't fight. make it to the All-Star game next year. No. Next up, Kevin Durant likely to miss two games in the Western Conference Finals this week with a calf strain. He suffered in Game 5 against the Rockets. We don't, nobody thinks this is going to hurt him inevitably in the series. No. She's just on here to know, to let all the listeners know, you will not see Kevin Durant. I appreciate that, because yeah. without that, I would wouldn't have known what game he'd come back. I thought they just reported that he was on the Knicks now. <laughs> probably, so there is the reports that he... Jason McIntyre probably tweeted it. Him and Kyrie are a done deal going to either the Knicks or Brooklyn or the Lakers or the that's Clippers. Crazy. I mean, there's 30 teams he's going to. Maybe that's why I heard his hamstring or whatever, yeah. or his calf, sorry. All right, next up, Brett Brown will return as the 76ers head coach next season. Thought- <laughs> Got him. You don't like Brett I like Brown? it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. Yeah, so Brett Brown, I was all about it. I was all about Brett Brown when he had to deal with the bull crap of the tanking and whatnot. But last three possessions, last three possessions of their season ended in shot clock violations. Like that's when you need the head coach to be directing, right calling now while plays, he's finishing this. Can you look and see what year Brett Brown got hired? Yeah, and, and I'm what just is telling you re- what his record is. That might be the least impressive coaching performance of all time. Like that last like crunch time. I mean, it was just so bad. I believe he's hired in thirteen. Um, it's a guess. He's not even the best coach in Philadelphia. Like Jay Wright's a better coach than him. Like it. It's just it's it's tough. What we got. Um, during the 2013 NBA offseason, Brown was offered a chance to see Budenholzer as the top assistant on Greg Popovich's staff. But in August, he chose to instead become head coach of the 76ers. So 13. And that year, they were 19 and 63. The next year, they were 18 and 64. Then they went 10 and 72. So not, not the best three way start. And then, which I think 10 and 72, is that like the worst record of all time or something? Sure. Uh, that or the Bobcats or somebody. Yeah, so anyway, they jumped up to 28 and 54. That was the year Simmons missed the whole year, I'm pretty sure. Right. Come back last year, 52 and 30. This year, 51 and 31. So overall, not great. Not great. Not great whatsoever. He has a career win percentage of 565. Which I'll kind of give him the benefit of the doubt because the first few seasons they were trying to tank. But my God, this guy's been a coach for six or seven seasons there. We're acting like he's Greg Popovich. He's not. Let him go. You cannot get. Look. Listen, let it go. Look. Let it go. Correction. The, 362 the, is the In the East. Win. 362? It's playoff win loss. It's 565. Yeah. In the East. Uh. They easily, I feel like, have the best starting lineup. Yeah, top to bottom. Top to bottom, best starting five. And their bench, you know, it suffered from the trades they made. But my goodness, how many chances is this guy going to get? He's got nine lives. He's a freaking cat out there, man. He will not go away. Brett Brown just needs to get fired. And then he needs to go in the Joe Pronti. He's Joe Pronti right now. He needs to go be an associate head coach somewhere and never be heard from again. I kind of disagree, I think. Taking the Raptors to seven games is an impressive feat. I don't think anyone expected them to win that series, although they I were feel like you should have expected them to win this series. Maybe. You put but, I mean, all your chips. All you things considered, earlier, they were one shot. They were one shot. You put away. all your chips on the table. 
You have Joel Embiid. You say this Simmons. is my swamp. You That's have you Jimmy say. Butler, Tobias Harris, two guys who are free, free agents. Check his life. Check his life. Uh, you put all the chips on the table and you you blow it. You absolutely blow it. Blowing it, uh, blowing it would be like getting blown out or something, or he not even going seven. It took been. a wild shot for them to get a listen. Well, okay, this is his last I agree season. With if them. he gets another chance after this season and they get beat in the second round, then, my yeah, God, then, Philly, yeah, I think Philly is accepting point. mediocrity. Listen, I think they just gave him what it was just a one year extension. Listen, Philly people are on Nate McMillan's asshole for taking two crappy teams to the playoffs. I mean, come on, they're going to be mediocre, which is what Chris just said. <laughs> But, I mean, if you Nate get a new McMillan, coach in there, you don't expect him to, you know, to succeed that necessarily, do you? Mike, oh yeah, hundred percent. I mean, hundred percent. Brett Brown, he's not very good. Dude. He's not. I wouldn't say he's good, but I don't think he deserved to not have his job. Dude, if that job came open, it'd be one of the most. It would be the most attractive job in the NBA. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Sure. Like they, you could handpick who you wanted. I think. Like that. I mean, if you're Brad Stevens, would you jump? Yeah, but I'm not Brad Stevens. But if you were... But no, that's... I just... Yeah, I hate it. Anyways, go ahead. I'm starting to get nervous for the draft lottery. All right. I could care less. Timberwolves head coaching job still available. Um, that's another news. No, I think they added uh, Ryan Saunders as full-time. They they moved him to full-time. They took the interim tag off. Did they? Yes. It's time for a round. The association. Either way, nobody really knows. No. He, <laughs> either way, they still don't have a head Either coach. way, nobody really knows. Yeah. Um, the only thing I got left is the schedule for the upcoming games. People oh. might be interested. Um, the Warriors-Blazers game won. It's over, if you're listening. Sorry. Uh, I don't know the score. But the um, Warriors won. The Warriors probably won. Game two in that series is Thursday at 9, Saturday at 9, and game four is Monday, May twentieth at nine. So it's every other day, and then Bucks Raptors Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, Tuesday. So every day in between eight thirty and seven of those games. Yes. So there'll I be an mean, NBA game on every day of the next yeah. two weeks. Should be great. Joe Prunty or Brett Brown? Joe Prunty. Give me Prunty. <laughs> the guy's got a lot to prove. All right, we're gonna wrap that up. Coming back, we'll analyze the draft lottery results and talk a little Game of Thrones. Ooh. Ooh. Here in just a second. We just watched the takes, 2019 takes, NBA lottery. Hot takes galore. Pelicans come out with the number ha, one Ha ha, Jason McIntyre. Ha ha. Suck it. Love it. Grizzlies coming in at number two. Knicks at three. Lakers make the big jump all the way up to four. Great. Followed by the Cavs, Suns, and Bulls. Hawks have two top ten picks. Wonderful stuff. The the top three teams, not even in the top. No one four. was predicting this. This is tough, guys. We're on the hot takes. We're gonna tell you how this is gonna affect the Pacers. We're not just gonna tell you the Zion's game. Here's my Pelicans. first take. Let's go. First take here. This isn't about the Pacers. The NBA lottery rigged. Yeah. They just knew they couldn't rig it that much. They were like, all right. I don't think it was rigged because right. they would have got a top three <laughs> Let me finish. This, Let this me is finish. hot takes. We don't let other people finish their sentences on hot Lakers takes. Lakers and the Knicks, they're like, we got to let them get in the top four, but we know if we put them at one and two, everyone will say it's rigged. We got to rig it, but let's rig it 85%. You think so? Let's, yes, absolutely. I think if it was rigged, they would have got a top three pick. Somebody with Because everyone agrees. No, they could. You've already rigged it enough. The Lakers had a 2% chance of getting the number one pick. The Pelicans were down there at six. six You've had six. all this drama going on between the two of them. Uh, Pelicans jump over to number one, which is awesome. Uh, rigged. Ring, ring. 
Yes. Ring, ring. Hello? Ring, ring. Hello? Hello. Um, yes, I was wondering if you'd be willing to trade Anthony Davis now for a trade package of number four overall, Brandon Ingram, and Kyle Kuzma. Can we throw in Lonzo Ball? <laughs> sure, if you want him. Sign. Okay. Sign. Now listen, Now, what does that do for the Pelicans? All of a sudden, the Pelicans would have a core nucleus of, theoretically, Drew Holiday... Drew Holiday. Okay, we'd have Zion, obviously. You have uh, Kuzma and Ingram, and then you got to go out and spend some money. So but this I'm does affect say the this. Pacers. I'm, I'm going to say you. this: if I was in an NBA 2K uh, yes. franchise, yes. I'd go way young here. So I'm trading Drew Holiday. I'm getting rid of that contract. And who trading? I'm trading to the Indiana Pacers for Sabonis and first round pick. Yeah. Somebody oh, else okay. to match his salaries. Whatever you have to do. Let's go. And then I am trading with the Lakers. I'm trading Anthony Davis for the number four pick, Kyle Kuzma, and uh, what's the other shit brick's name? Ingram. Brandon Ingram. <laughs> Not Lonzo Ball. He can stay there with him. You, you don't want him as a kicker? No. Dude, Please, we don't want him. So let's take him. So he, no, he, hear, hear me out on this. What if, you, what if you get something along those lines? You take on maybe another call, like a Lonzo Ball or something, and then all of a sudden you're using four – and maybe one of those guys, and you're trying to get up, and let's say you try to go after a R.J. Barrett or a... I mean, if this was number three overall, that would holy be a moly. huge idea. Look at this tweet. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris just posted... <laughs> so we got to talk about set the scene. Yeah, the set- Game of Thrones photo I spit an hour on at least... Got 24 likes. I threw that tweet together in two seconds. It's already got over 100. <laughs> Literally. I'm pissed. Listen, Pacers, big winners here. I'm telling you guys, I know this is a Pacer podcast. Drew Holiday theoretically could be open if they go for the youth movement. Um, I'd love – I would go Sabonis in a first. We love Sabonis. Don't come at me hard on that. Uh, now the Grizzlies might be interested in Conley, who's obviously Ooh, yes. a le- lesser talent than Drew Holiday. Because you got to think a John cheap, Morant, cheap, too. Maybe a cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Cheap, cheap. Give me a little tick, tick. Little yeah. Pickle on the pickle. And uh, I'm just pretty excited. This couldn't have broken much better for the Pacers, honestly. Things went interesting. Let's set the scene with this tweet that Chris is talking about. So Zion, the cameras were on him all night. Yeah. He, uh, the Pelicans get announced. He, he's there. He's smiling. He doesn't look all that excited, though, honestly. And no. In the core, they have a little interview with him. He's definitely really nervous, and this is the game he has to play now. You know, dipshits like us are going to sit in front of a mic and say, look nervous on draft lottery night, which is actually what happens. So I'm going to say he pulls the Eli Manning on us. Ooh. He holds out, says, I will that is not a good go hot to the take. Pelicans. That is my hot take of the day. He's going to Eli Manning. This thing is blowing up 158 likes. So the tweet is, <laughs> Ice Cube on the Friday movie, correct? I believe so. Now, what does the tweet say? Read it all. Zion, when he saw the Knicks and the Lakers in the top four, and then the Pelicans won. <laughs> and it's him smiling, and then he gets a really pissed off look. <laughs> Which is very accurate. That's almost exactly what he looked like. So, yeah, that happened. And then uh, what else happened? Hawks, two t- top ten picks. Good for the Hawks. Yeah, that's good. Not are we sure on that? By the way, we are one hundred percent. That is sure what on everything that. I'm reading says. Eight ten. Hey, ring ring, ring ring, ring ring, ring ring. I trade both of those and I move up. I'm gonna do eight and ten for Anthony Davis and John Collins. Ooh, Ooh. I like it. Do you like that? Yeah. The Hawks are here tickling out here. I like it. So eight and ten. I mean, you can one thing. Okay, one. maybe you're like, hey, eight and ten and uh, a second round. You just saw as a What if they Go. said? What if they said eight ten? And Trey Young. Oh, oh, I wouldn't like that because then it'd be Trey. It'd be Anthony Davis would be just on a shit team again. I have John Collins. 
Eh. I mean, I, let's be honest. I don't see how if we're gonna. Everyone's like, oh my god, AD might not want to leave. He's got Zion now. Mm-hmm. Like. Come on, dude. He wore a That's All Folks shirt to the last game when this was a distinct possibility. <laughs> like, they don't, their games don't mesh. Zion now becomes the biggest star in a city Anthony Davis has been already hating to live in. Like, Anthony Davis, I still think, has gone. You build around Zion. Um, I don't know how well that's going to go. But let's think about this right here. He's got a little car, Anthony. If you're Anthony three. Davis, yep. right now in this point in your career, Let's just say, Kevin Durant and somebody else, what are the odds they go to the Knicks? I don't know. Probably not very good. Not good. And it's going to be hard for the Knicks to do a deal now because they don't have a number one pick. They, they have, no... have number three, though. That's pretty sexy. Okay, they do have number three, but what are they? So they could trade that and then, I don't know. What else do they have on that roster? Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., DeAndre Jordan. Kevin Knox. DeAndre Jordan, I think, is a free agent. Oh, I thought, he had, I thought he had an option. Uh, whatever. So... That's not even the point of my question. My question here is, if you're Anthony Davis, he's what, probably mid-20s, 26, something like that. Would you rather play with Zion Williamson, who's this big hype machine, come, right, coming out of college. Yep. You guys get to team up, center, power forward, however, whatever positions they're going to play. Or would you rather go to L.A. and play with LeBron James right now? Anthony Davis. You mean if I'm Zion? If I'm Zion, I'd rather play with. Oh, no, 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 no! If you're Anthony Davis, I go. I go to. Would you rather play with LeBron or Zion? With, I'd rather play with. Uh, personally, if my head was in there, I'd rather play with Zion. Yeah, to me, this is not even close. I think that I think the Rangers. You're just gonna LeBron get, is 35. At the Lakers, you're just gonna get. Yeah, LeBron's apart. 35. He's still got another four or five good years left in him, but he's getting up there. You have a kid right now who's gonna be 19 years old. You could have a one-two punch in the West. I'm riding the David West hype train, or David Griffin hype train, whatever. I'm just, I what, listen. He's damaged. He's damaged his identity with the team. He wore that's all, folks. Okay, but if you're a fan, if Anthony I'm a, Davis said I'm coming back, you'd be like, hell yeah, brother. When is that ever? When was the last time that centers and power forward? If you want to call, is Zion power forward? He's six. He's gonna have to play probably power forward. Yeah, sure. Okay, so when was the last time that a team led by a power forward center combo won a championship? The Spurs back in the when? <laughs> and who is their center? Uh, was it Robinson? David Robinson, yeah. who's been in the Hall of Fame for like ten years, like this is not yeah. this is not a recipe for success. This is if I'm David Griffin, I maximize that uh, Anthony Davis value. I send him somewhere else. The more I'm thinking about it, man, the Knicks are appealing, um, and Los Angeles they're appealing as well. Maybe make maybe make the Lakers. So the give Pelicans up. would get they'd get Zion and R.J. Barrett. Or or John Moran, yeah, which John makes Ray. it even more sexy, yeah. dude. If I'm getting, if I get those two, if I get, if I get John, Mar- sorry, if I get R.J. Barrett and Zion, I'm 100 percent keeping Drew Holiday. I'm sorry, I'm yeah. going Drew Holiday. I mean, I got three guys that can play. Holiday's not that old, and if you want to downgrade, you want to trade him for a younger cat. Fine. I mean, but. I'm telling you, I think the Pacers the Pacers should be already be on the phone right now with Memphis saying, hey, you know, John Morant's second best player in this draft. Like, is Conley going to be available? This is where you start molding deals. Yeah, I agree with that. How much is uh, on Conley's deal? No, it's too much. I don't want to look at it. I'm calling and I'm calling the Pelicans. You guys talk. Call the Pelicans. Call the Pelicans. See what they want for Drew Holiday. Get these deals. Mix it up a little bit. And don't tell me that people don't do this. These deals get worked out right now. 
and teams start building around right now. So, would you trade Sabonis for any of these top picks outside of the top four? Abs. Oh, Conley has Conley has no. two more seasons no, 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 on his deal. Next season, thirty-two million dollars. Season after that, he's going to opt in. Thirty-four million dollars. So he's got two years left at thirty. Two years left. That's not thirty-three million. Average. You got to take. You got to risk it for the aforementioned biscuit. Yes. Oh, that'd be tough. Mike Conley would be a guy who want to come to Indiana. He's from Indiana. He's got roots here. He's should have been an all-star in his career, but he's played in the West. If he came to the East, maybe he would have a chance. I think pairing him and Vic together would be. And you were all on that. I think. During yeah, the season, I was, you liked yeah, I was it. About, you guys liked it. I, I think both of you guys liked it. Yeah, trade, for the trade deadline, I was. You can't just stand pat. Lee said that. you got to pay up. Do something. Mike Conley, Drew Holiday, Terry Rozier. You're going to have to do something. I'd be happy with any of these moves. You have to make a move. You cannot stand pat. And now's the time to do it because he's expendable. Not you're saying right. they're going to give him up for free, but the guy's making thirty something million dollars, and you're rebuilding. You pick John Morant. You're not going to want Mike Conley there. Sorry, I know everything he's done for the franchise, but... See you later, Mikey. We're not paying you $30 million next year. I think it's more realistic. The Grizzlies, I don't know. What do you think? Are the Grizzlies, who would they, they would take Morant, they would trade Conley, and they would just go through a rebuild with him and Jaron Jackson? I like Jaron Jackson. They also have, uh, who's a decent role player now, DeLon Wright, I think, is yeah, decent. Yeah, he's okay. DeLon I think he'll Wright, be good. Dylan Brooks was okay. Like, they got decent pieces. Kyle Anderson's young. Like, but. they're going through, they're a perfect team to draft the young point guard and let him learn because there's no expectations. Kind of like a De'Aaron Fox. Now, That's De'Aaron what I was going to say. He reminds me kind of of that yes. situation where maybe he, he could be. He doesn't have to be great right at the beginning. It's worked out for Fox, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, mm. so any other hot takes? The teams that got screwed, Suns, Cavs, and Bulls all kind of got screwed on the top four and top five. Sorry, I burped. I, uh, I, the Suns. So three of those bad. teams that had the three best odds None dropped out. The, yeah. the Knicks were the only ones that had good odds and made it, and they still only got top three. Yeah. Which is just great because everybody's saying Zion to New York, Zion to L.A. Do you like this new formula? I do. I yeah, think sure. I think it's a little more entertaining than years past. Yeah. I mean, this was the first year they did it this way, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. What about, what when, what day is the draft? June? Let me look it up. See how many shows we got to, to formulate our takes. Oh, we got plenty of shows. Plenty of shows. Okay, just, I don't know if you guys have watched any film or anything. Is there any players? June 20th. You would like uh, like any trade up guys. We're not talking like Zion. We're not talking R.J. Barrett. We're not talking about. I don't give my teams. opinion here because I'm not a big college guy. Okay. But I'll let you guys touch. Yeah. Is there anybody like you've circled? There's two guys I've circled, and I said, you know what? Let's go freaking make a deal. Let's go make a deal for these guys. Uh, I don't care what I would want to. I don't care what I have. So to So you're talking about. somebody outside of the top four that I would go up and try to get. Yes, I'm talking somebody. I even say outside of the top three because my answer is pretty simple. Uh, I'm looking over right now. Guys, I like I like Rui Hachimara. Um, okay. In this mock draft, he's in the top four, which I saw him earlier outside of the top ten, so I, it's kind of all over the place. Keldon Johnson, he's kind of that shooting guard, shooting forward. You, you cringed a little? You, you don't like Keldon Johnson? No, I like Keldon Johnson. Sorry, I honestly was, I was looking at the Cubs score if I'm going to be. And he's someone, he's projected here at 14, so you wouldn't have to move up that much to maybe if you wanted to go get him. And uh, I think his draft stock's only going to rise a little bit, honestly. I'm all in on Darius Garland. 
okay. I think he would be phenomenal. I think he's the name. I think he could end up being that fourth pick. I'm a little nervous about that, so I'm kind of cheating my own system. I think he has potential to be a above average starting point guard in the league. He's got an it factor. He's got a jump shot. I also like Kobe White, but I, I think Darius Garland's going to go ahead of him. I really like this kid, and I think that the Pacers should big time look to move up and try to secure Darius Garland. I think you... he would be a great starting uh, point guard from day one. Who would you compare him to in the NBA? Uh, Garland, to me, he's a little bit different because he, he shoots it really well. I would say he's more of a, um, I think like a, a little less of a Trey Young type guy uh, with a little bit, a little more athleticism on the defensive end is what I would say. I I, I didn't really think of a comp right off the bat. Uh, who does who does NBA draft next? Because I know they're a little lower on him than I would be. Who do they have him comp to? I would say a, I would say a, a Trey Young with probably a little less potential. They don't even have one for him. Uh, but I'm, I'm telling you, he's about. See, he's probably right at six foot. Um, he's not very six big. Two, That's so. yeah. I don't think he's that t- that tall. But he's got that little uh, Trey Young wiggle. He's, he can really shoot it. He's a better defender than Trey Young. But I'm telling you right now, I'd I'd be all over Darius Garland. Who are some guys you think might be a bust in this? Uh, bust guys, just. I'm really not all into Bruno Fernando. I know he's a lower he's lower on this draft day. They have him at 12, but he's just a guy, 6'10". I'm going to be honest with you. If I was a GM, I would not be all over pick, picking centers. Like, like the, name me a center in the that's left that's making a huge like run on his team. I mean, Marcus Gasol is probably the best center. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. Guy. Yeah. So I'd be going after. Uh, some of those link guys. I think DeAndre Hunter has some bust potential. I know he's probably a top five pick at this very moment. And then a guy like <clears throat> another guy is like uh, like Cam Reddish kind of scares me a little bit. He does have some length, um, but off the top of my head, a guy that's been really seen a rise is Bruno Fernando. I don't think he's a top fifteen pick, and I certainly wouldn't pick him. And even uh, Jackson Hayes, like. Okay, he's got some potential. He's flashed it, but I just would not be all in on picking those. I'm I'm kind of scared. Jarrett Culver is going to be a bust, and I really like him. That a little bit. I really like him. I think he's a really good college player. He makes me a little bit nervous, but I think he might slip a little bit, maybe in the eight, nine, ten range, and then he wouldn't be such a bust. Yeah, but that's just where it's I'm at. Sorry. Any other uh, draft takes, Chris? I don't. I did not listen to a word you guys have said for the past two or three minutes. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> Perfect. You're just like my fiance. I almost said wife. Okay, so Zion, hundred percent going to the Pelicans. You can't see any way they trade it. I can see a way they trade it. Okay, but give me I, a package. Give me something. Give me something. That I, but at the same time, hot. they'd have to trade the number one overall pick and Anthony Davis. Like you're not going to conjoin those two, are you? Who would have that value? Uh, LeBron James, like, I Giannis. <laughs> yeah, so I don't. Yeah, I don't so maybe not because just because they have to trade Anthony Davis in my eyes, so I don't think they're going to trade it. So I think Zion to the Big Easy, unless he does the Eli Manning, which I'm also projecting. I'm going to get my double takes out there. Yeah, that was a little rough. How's that? How's that tweet looking? Still going up? Yeah, good. <laughs> Most nonchalant, yeah, of all time. Um, so number two, you definitely think John Moran. If they stayed Memphis, yes, I, I could see, I could see them maybe buying into Mike Conley, but it would be if you go Mike Conley, R.J. Barrett, two left-handed guys. I don't love that. I don't love the spacing of that idea. Um, 
I like my left-handed guys playing on the right right side of the court because you're dribbling left-handed into the lane most times. Don't try to be flashy here, okay? I have no, uh, I have no. Uh, you have no patience for this? No, no. Don't try to be flashy. I'm what? talking to Memphis, not okay. okay. Don't try to be flashy here, okay? Last year, the Sacramento Kings took Marvin Bagley Jr. When behind him, Luka Doncic. I always can't say that right. And Trey Young, yeah. who are both better than Marvin Bagley Jr., that will end up being a terrible pick when it's all said and done. I'm just going to say it right now. Don't get flashy. Don't be like, ooh, i got to take this guy. He's got potential. Take John ja Morant right now and deal with it. Okay. I would, that was I the Memphis Grizzlies. I would take John ja Morant. I would trade Do it. Don't Morant. get flashy. Don't say, I want the guy with – you don't take the guy who's less good. Take the guy with the best talent. And Jaron Jackson and John Morant, that, that's a dangerous pick-and-roll combo yeah. for years to come. For I sure. I really believe that. I like that. Um, so does that, does that wrap up our lottery talk? I think There's so. There's only so much we can talk about. I think the just Knicks, teams and numbers. I think the Knicks. So that'll be all we talk about. Yeah, I think I think that, that kind of wraps it yeah, up, don't you think? That wraps it up. I, that wraps it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd rather have RJ Barrett than Ja. For okay, the so, so yeah, we'll let's get to what everyone wants to hear: <laughs> yes. Game of Thrones talk. 100%. Instant reaction to Sunday night's episode, Jake. Uh, so I thought it was I thought it was great. I I did. Uh, I thought they did a nice job of capturing. Um, what we all, if you're a true Game of Thrones fan, you knew from the very beginning. If you just pay attention, there was a distinct possibility that Danny goes bat crap crazy. Yes, and it happened. And like people that don't, I mean, people that don't didn't see that. It was because you were blinded because, you know, the women had because the you power. thought she was hot. Yeah, well, the women had the power the whole time. Danny had all the power in Essos, and it looked like she was coming over to Westeros, and she was going to just kind of steamroll everything. Simultaneously, Cersei from episode one really has control of what's going on in King's Landing. So all of a sudden, women, you know, at the front and center, and then I see a lot of women, well, Danny never showed this. Bullcrap. Danny showed this all the time. She burned people in Marine. She, I mean... She had so many things. She burned the Tarleys. She burned the Tarleys when they said, you don't have to do this. Okay? And honestly, she burned Varys, who tried to tell her that she was wrong, like she asked before he started, like, going behind her back, and he still just, she still just burned him. Like, this, I'm sorry, guys, Danny was going down this path. I was watching episode two, and when she's outside of uh, oh, yeah. the city of the 13. Screaming. It was Marine, I think. Yeah. She's outside there, and she's with the Dothraki, and they no one's letting her in. She could starve. The Sea of Bones, the Desert of Bones, whatever it's called. And they initially, they disagree to let her right. in. They're like, you can't come in here. We don't trust you. And then she tells them, when I am in power, I will burn cities to the ground, and I will melt those who have come up across me. So they've set this a little bit in motion since season two. Because that was the first time. I've been rewatching, and I was looking for that turn. And that's kind of the first time that she gets aggressive in that way. And then she comes into, she comes into Westeros, right? And no, she doesn't. No one loves her there because they don't really know her. She can't expect that devotion and all these. She guys. did expect it though. She did, but she, she that was ignorant of her. Yeah, he's very. Ignorant. And then she meets Jon Snow, who everybody loves. She loses Jorah, who she trusts the most. She leaves Missandei, who she trusts like definitely the most, second most, whatever you want to say. And then her, she's left with Tyrion, who she's less trustworthy of every episode. Like, he just keeps screwing up in her eyes. And then, you know, Varys is, she ends up killing, turning on Varys because right. he wanted to try to do the right thing. So, 
I think people were sad because it wasn't, you know, explained long enough. The season could have been longer, episode, whatever you want to say, blah, blah, blah. But I have no problem with them going that route. Yeah. And I really don't have that many problems with anything else that's going on. I think it's been an exceptional show. To me, the biggest problem is, and it's it's a problem fans are just going to have to get over. Like, they HBO wanted D&D, the, the writers of the show, to give us two seasons, or at least a prolonged ten-episode season. D&D said no. They wanted to get everything done. I don't know what the reasoning is. I know they're working on Star Wars. They're doing some other stuff. By the way, petrified of what they're going to do to Star Wars now. <laughs> I don't think the writing is poor. I think what they've done is they've tried to hurry up. There's conversations I wanted to see. Tyrion and Bran early on in the season. I wanted to see what was said there. We didn't even get to see Bran tell um, Sansa and um, Arya that Jon was actually a Targaryen. Like We missed a lot of little things along the way that really just kind of piled up. It didn't allow us to get the depth of characters, and they just rushed it. Like... I'm not going to complain because they rushed it. I think the season's been okay. I didn't love the battle scene at Winterfell, and there's been some things pop up that have just been questionable. But to say like that this is ruined, now I think this last episode for me, I've talked to you guys about it, they could ruin it for me. They really could. I'm just being honest Set with you. Set the scene how they could ruin it. Okay, absolutely. So I wasn't worried about this. Initially, at the beginning of the season, they had Bran as the favorite for the Iron Throne. Yeah. In my head, in my head, naturally, I think, okay, there's no way dumb Bran is going to rule, so that maybe they think he's going to be the Night King. And then Night King wins. Yeah. Now Bran's literally on the Iron Throne as the Night King. Well, Night, Night King's gone. So then Bran slips back down to, like, even money. He never is the underdog. They just have him at even money. And then today I start flipping out because he goes from even money to minus 500, which means he is now a... Heavy favorite for the Iron Throne, and I'm like, so for those of you who don't come? know, you have to pay five hundred dollars to win a hundred at minus five hundred. So that is an overwhelming. That is favorite. an overwhelming favorite. If Bran, I don't care how it happens, I like they cannot persuade me in eighty minutes that Bran should be the king. Point blank, they can't persuade me unless everyone else is dead. <laughs> like literally, that's, I, a, that's the only way. Really. Listen, I would rather have Danny just be on the throne. I would rather have Jon Snow. I'd rather have Sansa. I'd rather have Tyrion. I'd rather have Arya. I'd rather have all of those characters ten times out of ten. I might even rather have Grey Worm. I'm not even shitting you on that. Okay. Like, it's, it makes me really pissed off to even think that they could say, oh, Bran, he doesn't want anything. That's what a good king is. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, don't, that's, don't we saw what that me, happened with Jon Snow. Don't give me that Bran shit. And if they just, like, kick Jon Snow to the north, never to be heard from again, like... Just give me something. Just give me a little substance, man. I've I've had your guys back the whole time. Just not Brandon the Iron Throne, please. Chris, please comment. John Snow's going back north. He's not sitting on the throne. I hate to bring it to you. No, I I'm okay. They've I, already set it up for that. He's going back to the black. I don't know. Do you think he wait, he's start, going back to the black? He's going to start a new night's watch. Why? Because the threat technically they probably still think it could come back. He's or, going to start another night's watch. Or they would switch watch. they would switch their like vision, like it's not about guarding against the wildlings. We should help the wildlings. We should do other things as the Night's Watch. Like He's going to do something up north. Just That could be a possibility, but I think just bank on between it. him and John, John and Daenerys, one of them die. Because John was so opposed to what she's happened. Dying. She's dying. She's dead. About, you think she's dead? Listen, John, I know everyone thinks Do you think we lose Arya. John, too? No, I think he goes north. Do you think, because of Danny switch, do you think John could switch? Or do you think they kind of nipped that in the butt during that battle? No, Jon can... Snow's not switching. Jon Snow has to kill He is a Targaryen. Him. So John, can we get a mad snow? Jon Snow has to kill Danny. 
You cannot. Jon Snow has killed nobody of substance. No. Dude, this whole time. Like, he's the fan favorite and he's done absolutely nothing. He didn't kill the Night King. He didn't kill Cersei. He didn't kill any of the major villains. Cersei should have got a much more painful death. She should have. Like, she deserved that. He did kill Ramsay. But he was already dead. No, he didn't. Sansa killed Ramsay. Yeah, but he could have killed him. I mean,. He chose not to because Sansa of deserved to kill him. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, she deserved. And anyone to kill could have killed him because they, I mean, the, everybody the, the giant just busted like, through the door. I, I'm just my biggest problem. I just now I, I can see it formulating after what Chris just said. It's formulating. So Bran is Bran could get to the Iron Throne by just simply saying, "Hey, you know, I'm not sure. I, I still think there's threats in the North. I could see. I, you know, I can foresee this happening." And then Jon Snow goes up there. Tyrion can't rule because he's a Lannister. I think Tyrion's or dead. Or is he? Tyrion's dead. He d- Tyrion could die. I could see Tyrion I die. think Danny kills him right away when she realized what he did with Jamie. See, I... my I, pr- I, That's what sets the motion pr- in the last episode. The death of Tyrion starts it off. Here's my prediction. And then people, like, that's the beginning point. She burns right. him. She is going to burn him. But he doesn't burn. He rises from the ashes he's because a he's a Targaryen. That would be great. The rightful heard, heir to the throne. That would be huge. He's gonna marry Sansa, and they're gonna rule together for the rest of their lives. That's Book exactly it. That would, that would be I a would, decent. I would ending. love. Like I would Book love it. That but then Danny's still gonna die. But I don't trust yeah, D and I do not trust D and D to give us that. So in my head, it's a bleaker affair. So I see like Tyrion getting ready to die. Tyrion pleading for his life. And then maybe Jon Snow steps in. Maybe this is where he kills Danny. I don't think he dies. He's too much of a fan favorite. He is, but it's the last episode. You know, like, if you yeah. kill him, they're, in, they're within their rights. The character's it. over. Listen, like, I don't mind killing somebody in the last episode that everyone loves. I don't want... Something to... will happen. It's not going to be that easy. Like, I'm aware, like, now they're going to have people... There's going to be new characters in the last episode. Like, there has to be. Because you, you if you're going to try to pull all of the, the seven kingdoms together, you have to have somebody from each kingdom. Like, we're going to have characters we've never seen before. Like, I don't know. Who's even who's even running Dorne now? It's oh. the prince. It's a, it just says the it's prince a, of Dorne. Is what it's just the prince of Dorne. Like, we don't know him. Like, yeah. we're going to get a new character. Like, just please, whatever happens, don't just trust... Don't just trust Bran just because that he's this all-knowing. They're playing him off like Jesus. Just please, just don't do it to me, please, please. I think. And how is Bran? And I, I'm not going to get it's into not gonna the be Bran. thing. It's not going to be. But Bran. how is Bran? I mean, how much time is going to elapse between? Because as soon as Danny is sitting on the Iron Throne, she is going to try to kill Tyrion, like 100, percent no doubt about it. And Jon Snow, and maybe probably Jon Snow. So this is this is going to be a quick turnaround. Like, how is Bran supposed to wheel his wheelchair with Santa all That's the what, way up? So, like, traditionally, it's taken him a long time. It's like it's, a, it's almost a month. It's like a yeah, almost it's a, a month. month journey. First episode. So says I a think there's going to be some kind of flash forward thing. It's going to be a futuristic episode. Maybe like a year or two down the line. I hope so. That's what I'm hoping we get. But Maybe. I, just, but I don't even know if I'd like that because I want to kind of see just right after what. My question, this is probably a question for you guys, and I'm going to go back through and read the books. I've read, I think, the first two, and then I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to wait because everyone says the books aren't done, yada, 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 so I've been waiting. Why, okay, so let's say, Danny di- let's say Danny dies. What happens to Drogon? I think they kill him somehow, or he fly, you just see him fly away. And like they set it up for maybe maybe John maybe John gets Drogon. Yeah, but I think they haven't set up any loyalty between John and Drogon. So if that forced that upon, I also us, heard that maybe she like he is a Targaryen. Drogon so. had babies in there somewhere. Ooh, incest dragon babies. See, this is my problem. Yeah. So this though. is what this is what the Wire does. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the okay. Wire. 
what they do is they start off the series. It's about these drug dealers and their relationships with people and the cops. Blah blah right. blah. You go through the whole season, falling in love with these characters. The whole every episode, and then at the end, like certain people die, and what happens is new people just take their place. Right. So the thing ends basically, and just like this is a continuous cycle. You just saw a glimpse into life. So yeah. they've already kind of set that up with you know a Stark falling in love with the Baratheon. Just all these other things that have happened. You know, the Mad Queen. It's kind of just all come full circle. Starks don't do well in Winterfell. Maybe it all kind of just comes back full circle. That's how they end it, like they ended The Wire. So that's my... What if Ned Stark just wakes up from a bad dream? (laughs) Jesus, I'd be pissed. I don't know. I'd I'd fall in love with it somehow. What if they just, like... Panned out. It was the blue eye, of, the blue eyes of Macumba or whatever. Oh, uh, where they said yes. uh, Rob Stark says to Bran, "We they say we live in a giant called Macumba." Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I think we could talk about this forever, so maybe we should. Yeah, we'll, we're, we'll wrap it up. So final. Pr- well, actually, we'll do final predictions. I already gave mine. Tyrion and Sansa. Jon Snow goes north. Danny dies. I don't know who kills her, but that's my prediction. Uh, my prediction, I'm going to stick with Sir Davos. I've said it from the beginning. His odds just get better and better every episode, man. How does he not die? How does he do? Sir Davos, baby. Let's go. I'm riding Sir Davos. My gut feeling is... He's going brand to cop out. No, I... No, I, I if you I, believe I, in, if you're that worried about Odd Shark, you should predict Bran. It, I do predict Bran, but I really like Chris's theory on Sansa. And Give us Tyrion. a new theory. We need, we can't have two of the same picks. What do you mean? You you can't pick what Chris. Okay, picks. I'm vetoing uh, it right now. My, I guess so you got to pick Brand. Maybe, maybe you give, maybe you give it to Arya. Maybe Arya. Arya? Maybe like she just wrote out on Her you know Gendry, it's death. Yeah, Gendry does have a rightful claim to the throne. Um, however, Blake it may be, and we'll just let's give it to Arya. I'd be okay with that as well. Okay. She's the she's she's death, and what better person to rule than death? Yeah, that's it. All that's right, it. I love you guys. That's all we got. See you. It's gonna wrap up this episode of the Born Ready Pod podcast. I don't know when we'll be back. We'll be we will be back soon. Enjoy your week. <laughs>